Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Guess yeah. what? what I'm doing to you on the mug here. And I'm um, recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Beautiful. <laughs> it's disturbing. Mm. <laughs> You've caught me off. I have. Doc, how are you? I'm, I'm all right. I just feel like I'm... Everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, wow. Tonight. Look at that. Segway oh, right segue into the Segway right in. Yes, I love it. So this is episode 59. Mm. That's crazy. Every episode is crazy to me. You know, I reckon there's universes where we never started this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think there's other ones where it's very successful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I wish I could just switch over to that one. Let's go there. Yeah, slowly. There's a, there's a universe where Joe Rogan doesn't exist and instead it's, it's, it's this podcast that's number one. <laughs> yeah. It's a very bizarre universe. <laughs> but then everyone would be going back over our episodes and cancelling us um, for various things. For saying things. For yeah. saying things about, you know, Wonder Woman 1984. Or- right. Let's not direct people towards that episode. <laughs> uh, well, what have you been doing, Baron? Before we get into the movie, I've I've been uh, what have I been doing? It's well, it's just been a busy period. Um, I've been. I feel that's a common theme. That's just always a thing, us. right? So that's the we'll take that as given. Let's just not yes, never say that. It's a again. Busy life. It's a busy life. Um, I've been uh, drinking nice drinks out of my Kim Logan mug. We're gonna have to. Maybe make some merch one day. Like maybe that's where you monetize these things. I, you know, I cannot wait to make more of these and get them out <laughs> there. I think we need one for each of us. Yeah, we definitely need a Baron and a Maestro yeah, mug. Yeah. And yeah. then we need to oh, drink. I'm... Yes, all three of us need to drink out of each other's mugs. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> well, uh, another segue. Speaking of the Maestro, yeah. he went missing last week. Remember we did the episode all by our lonesome? Yeah. Uh, but he's back, the Maestro, on the tools in the background. How are you, Maestro? I'm all right. Thank you. <laughs> so good to have you back. Thank if he's you. been, yeah, he's been out and about producing yeah. you know, stuff um, and risking it all <laughs> for the job. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things that we just really were sad about last week or mm. two weeks ago, whenever it was when we did the Batman, was that that's such a, a maestro film and we'd had no <laughs> moment with the maestro. So we got to do that later. Well, we just freaking launched this new uh, segment, right? Like the best segment of the show, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. The, a moment with Maestro, and then he he um, goes and has his moment by himself and leaves us stranded. So I really want to see. <laughs> he has his oh, moment by himself. His, <laughs> it's not really that sounds so wrong. Cut, <laughs> cut. <laughs> anyway, I, I'm very, very interested. To, to know what he thought about the Batman. Yeah, um, we'll do that for and sure. He, he should encapsulate it within that. Has nothing moment. to do with his film, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, but the Batman, maybe we can talk about it later, but they, there is Batman news that there was a deleted scene released, which kind of gives a bit of insight uh, or otherwise into the character of the Batman, hmm. uh, which maybe we can just, you know, dwell on for a moment when we come to the moment. Sounds great. All right, perfect. Well, as you've alluded to, this week we saw everything, everywhere, all at once by the Daniels. Uh-uh. By Daniels. By, oh, no, you're right. By Daniels. Not Jeff There's Daniels, no... just Daniels. <laughs> and not the Daniels. Not the That's Daniels. That's wrong, even though there are two of them, mm. but they've just shortened it to Daniels. Yeah. Uh, and they've been making a lot of stuff together for a lot of years, I've discovered. I didn't really know much about them. 
They're music video guys, aren't they? So they're those Originally, sorts of those sorts of kids. They're music video guys. They took the world by storm in in a in a way, not really the world, but mm. kind of um, with Swiss Army Man, mm. which I think that went to Sundance or Cannes or someplace, you know, some festival that was a, you know big. And it's a weird film. I haven't seen it. I hope well, you've seen it. Yeah. Well, it went to my TV a couple of nights ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And most importantly, well, we could. There's a lot to talk about with Swiss Army Man. You could have okay. an episode on that. Yeah. Uh, maybe my views will come out through the episode. Great. Great. Uh, but they're, they're mixed. I'm, I feel bad that I haven't seen it. But you know what I did this week, which I don't normally do mm-hmm. and has been great, is I, I picked three solid remind me ofs for this film and I watched them all. Wow. I did my homework. Rewatched? Rewatched them yeah. all. Yeah. And some of them I haven't seen for years and years and it was wonderful. I had such a good time. You know, I reckon in that parallel universe where we're Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. I think we do that every week. We actually prepare. Which is the idea of the show. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, Well, some films you know so well that you just know them, right? That's true. But <laughs> yes, it would be better if you actually, if we had the time and we did it every time where we watched all the films that we were going to talk about okay. and the back catalogue of, of the filmmakers. Yeah. We'll being there. informed would be nice. We'll get there. But- Better than being informed is being entertaining and mm-hmm. entertaining each other. So let's start with what did what did you think about this movie? Like what did you, what was your no better question? Okay, what did you think about the trailer? How were you going into this film and what mindset? I was so excited. The trailer yeah. was awesome. The trailer for this film was great. Here, here, that got you in, didn't it? Yes, big time. The trailer was one of the most exciting things I had seen for a while. <laughs> yeah. The second I saw it, I was like, yes. Sign me up. There's no way that we're not talking about this film. It reminded me of the trailer for that that zombie film. What was the the most recent one we saw? Um, Army the, of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Yeah, where you see all the characters getting taken out. That that whole. It was lo- almost like you know a little episode at the mm. start of the film. Yes, but it was loco. It was really yeah. crazy. Everything was happening all at once. Yeah, and I, I was so thrilled to 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 go into that film. The film then let us down a bit. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, this one had a yeah. similar energy. Did the film live up to it? 100%. 100%. 100%. One for me. Percent. Yeah. What about you? About 75%. 75. <laughs> Great. All right. I'm looking forward to this. And, no, and like not to say that I don't have some issues with the film. Yeah. But I had a great time watching it. And not to say I didn't have a great time watching it. I but just had, had some, some issues, issues. With, this, with the film. Great. Okay, good. We've got things to talk about. Do we want to go synopsis and just yeah, IMDB it, you know, Did you, get people up to speed? Yes. Do you have that on you? You seem to have it right in front of you I there. don't. I didn't actually copy it this time. Oh, no. Because I can remember last time doing the Batman. Oh, so, so I just assumed. Oh, so it's me. Yeah. It's me. Okay. But you that'd know what be, they say that'd be about right. assuming. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. But while you're doing that, I just want to say, while you're looking that up, Yes. I'm really jealous of this film and this whole thing. I basically wish that I'd done by by this point, and not to say that it can't still happen, but I could, but it won't, yeah, done what the Daniels have done. Daniels. Daniels, sorry. I wish that I'd made a thousand music videos mm. and then made a wacky film like Swiss Army Man that's taken out, you know, some big festival, yeah. then teamed up with A24, which is the coolest studio on the planet right now. Yeah. And made this film. It's very Spike Jones, don't you think? It is very Spike Jones. Yeah. I think with these guys, these 
music video guys. Yeah. I was going to get to this later, but they maybe this is a generalization based on not much knowledge Great. of, you know, me Let's and music videos, but I sense that they're, <laughs> they're used to dealing in concept, like high concept. Mm. They don't need to string a story together or anything. They just need this wacky idea. Yeah. And then they've got three minutes to make it look cool. Yeah. And that could translate wonderfully or not very well into the long format. You were just stampeding right into my first reminds me of. But first, before we get into that, and I think we need to come right okay. back around to this, you should um, give us the IMDb crap synopsis. Well, it's not going to take long. Great. Um, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Yeah. Insane. What was it? Insane what? An insane adventure. An insane adventure. Not very specific. I would have liked the the laundromat mentioned. True. You know, her real life struggles, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. and how you know her the relationship with her daughter is a you know estranged a, a estranged daughter is a is a theme. Yes. I would have liked a bit more of that in this synopsis, but yeah, you know, the insane adventure will do. Yeah, because it was how her husband's the love of her life, but they're on the brink of divorce. Her husband. Is the love of all of our lives. He's the best, isn't he? He is just a beautiful man. And did you pick who he was straight away? Well, no, no. Look, we went and saw this together, yeah, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, but yeah. I think we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we <laughs> we did. did. It was a romantic romantic uh, session, just the two of it us. It was. And you mentioned who he was um, from the Goonies and Raiders. Yep. Uh, but I, I didn't know. I, I was. I never got really into Goonies or Raiders or anything. So Even though he's uh, in his name, which you say his name, um, is... You try that. <laughs> I think I will. Uh, Kei Kwan. Great. Beautiful. He um, Say it confident, man. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Just power through it. Mm. If you close your eyes, even though he's 60 now or whatever he, age he is, he sounds exactly the same <laughs> as he did in Indiana Jones and the Goonies. You realize he hasn't acted for 20 years? No. Yeah, well, I read that somewhere. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. He's indeed. great. I think that was in, maybe it was in an interview with Michelle Yeoh. That's I'm probably stuffing up her name too. That's how I would say it. Um, yep. But I think she was mentioning that he hadn't acted for a billion years, and, oh, and I love it. And how he really took it seriously and relearned the craft and had coaches for body language and all these different things in order <laughs> so to good to inhabit these three different versions of the Goonies guy. Again, Daniels have said we need him. Haven't in our they? Film. Haven't they? Just we need him. There's no negotiating. We need him. And whatever it takes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, Michelle Yeoh's great in this. I, I I've seen her in a few things yeah. recently and not bought her in those roles so much, just didn't mm. really feel it. Uh, but this all the way. I, I don't know much of her history. I know what she's been in just because I've looked it up now and she mm-hmm. seems cool and she's been in some great things. Crouching Tiger. Uh, Crouching Tiger, yeah. yeah. And then seemingly a... a a career in Asia as well, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with all the yeah. Jackie Chan type stuff. Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, she, that's right. She's And she's a legend probably before Crouching Tiger, but the West knows her from Crouching Tiger and then... I think that's where I was going with... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then... But then she's done some stuff recently like Star Trek, whatever that the latest one was I'm just blanking on the name of it. Yeah, well, you're not going to get any help from me. Right. Where, you know, she was okay in it, but I didn't really buy it. It felt a bit forced. 
there was nothing forced about this. It just felt natural. She sat in that character so beautifully and it was wonderful to watch from beginning to end, her performance. Yeah, no, I, I mm. cannot fault her performance, absolutely. Yeah. And when you talk about beginning, from the beginning, like we're fresh off being just, you know, stars in our eyes over this trailer. Yes. We're excited. The movie starts and it had me, it gripped me uh, from immediate Really, why? What was it that got you right off the get-go? I think I'd had a busy day. Like I have a lot of busy days. <laughs> I think I was feeling overwhelmed and straight away we're, we're brought into real-life overwhelmed for her. Yeah. So thematically that was that was good because it's showing, you know, that feeling of everything everywhere all at once. That's something that we all feel anyway and yeah. that was quite vivid with her trying to do all her accounting and all that. But when it started getting supernatural and crazy, it was really just fun and different. It felt like a moment, didn't it, yep. in film? Yeah, that table full of receipts is stressful as it is. But then all the characters coming and going mm. from her life, you know, in her family, in the laundromat, and then the whole tax department visit and Jamie Lee Curtis. Got to mention Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, that's incredible. I didn't realise it was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. It was no more Jamie Lee Curtis than Colin Farrell was a penguin in the, in the Batman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and she had a sort of fat suit on of a kind as well. Yeah. You know, her face wasn't touched but everything else was and it was. And when it came down to the kung fu, her, although her <laughs> style was more like a wrestling style, it was so <laughs> wonderful to watch. I had a great time with that. You touched on this idea of music video directors making film hmm. and every three minutes there being something kind of like a new concept. I got that through and through with this. Hmm. And so I'm just going to drop my first reminds me of now because I think it's a talking point, yep. this whole thing about, you know, music video directors making indie films or films that are like this. They're a bit wacky. And so you've said you mentioned Spike John's. Yes. You know what I was thinking of the whole time is what? a Michelle Gondry film. Uh, he's the other one. He's the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. And that is Be Kind Rewind. I haven't seen Be Kind Rewind. Yeah. This is why we need to perhaps tell each other in advance so we <laughs> yeah. can listen to each other, watch each other's references. Well, like I said, this week I watched all of my references yeah. that I had. And so the whole time I was watching, I was watching this film, mm. I had Be Kind Rewind kind of playing through my head in a way and I couldn't quite figure out why. I was just like, why is that reference just popping up over and over again? Because mm. for some reason it feels the same to me. I've gone and seen the film again and the film's really not a great reference for this other than there's that thing about music video directors making films and how the, how the ideas in them mm. feel so fresh Yeah, and kind of wacky like anything could happen at any time you don't know really where you're going and this film feels like every three minutes you're getting a, a new short film or a new sorry music video worth mm. of ideas thrown at you and you just don't know where you are and it's not in a bad way you still feel like you're in safe hands but you know they're not your normal kind of hollywood mm. hands these you could go anywhere that's fun yeah. Knowing it's not normal Hollywood hands is really bloody sexy. It is cool, right? It's cool. I totally agree. If you do get to watch Beacon Rewind, it's a lovely film. It's wacky and it's a little bit weird, mm. but it's just lovely. You, by the end of it, you just feel like you feel this warm, fuzzy feeling inside of you. And so it was just the fact that you never know what's going to happen next and you feel like you're going to be surprised 
yes. uh, rather than the plot or the style or the, you know. No, not just. You're right. There is the style. There's that 90s grunge to it that this film has as well. Yeah. You know, it's not clean. It's not perfectly lit. It has that kind of 90s music video indie feature vibe to it mm. that you get with Michelle Gondry and Spike Jones. Yep. It's the ripped jeans of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. 90s ripped jeans. Yeah. Um, Love it. <laughs> yeah. I got that from it. You 100%. Did. Well, I think we just keep on going with references because yeah, we can talk while we, we go. I, I've got a million here. I don't know where to even start, but um, perhaps one place to start is. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah. I brought along a prop. Um, brought... This, this is the radio plays of the, the Hitchhiker. You've I've read the book. You've read the book. But I haven't seen this before. Oh, wow. It's like a script in there. It's a, it's a script of the radio plays. Great. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Interestingly, on page 42, <laughs> if anyone knows the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, number 42 is quite significant. It's yes. the... Answer to the, everything, everything, and the everything, of life ev- and... all at once. Yeah. On page 42, they introduce the infinite improbability drive. Wow. And what that is, is like a, it's a spaceship powered by infinite improbability. Yeah. So you get the the whole narrative thrust is, is such that uh, a sperm whale just materializes in thin air or a bowl of petunias just appears in space. That's or right. Or Arthur Dent is rescued by this spaceship and the whole point is that it's improbable. The most ludicrous things can happen yep. and that's actually a, a narrative driver. That's, that's what happens in, in this one. In order to, to jump into different universes, she's got to do something <laughs> stupid like tell, Improbable. Improbable, and, yeah. And weird. Yeah, weird. And I can remember that that moment where the whale materializes a bunch uh, above a planet and you just go <laughs> through its thought process as yeah, it plummets yeah. to its death. I'm going to use this moment to talk about what I didn't like about this. Film. Is it related? Well, kind of. A lot of the jokes, the action, everything revolves around completely improbable, stupid things happening. Someone's head exploding into glitter mm-hmm. or whatever. That is awesome for starters. I love it. Yeah. But you start to string too many together and I think it has a saggy middle mm. where I'm just sick of seeing that and yeah. when anything can happen, there's, there's suddenly no drive, no narrative, no tension because you know that it's never going to matter. It's like the device, they use sex machina. Mm-hmm. You know, like they might generally use that once in the film to rescue people at the end. And you'll be super careful when you're using it. You've got to be super careful. Yeah. But, but this is a film... Full of it. it. Whenever something needs to happen, they just throw some god from the machine in there to to, to fix it. Yeah. And while entertaining, it kind of just left me a little bit bored in the middle. Okay. You've you've cut straight to the point with with what my biggest criticism was with this as well. Oh, okay. But but it didn't bother you as much. It bothered me in that there was a point in the film, and I think you felt it too. It was probably around the same moment, mm. the same sort of maybe 10, 20 minutes in, in, in the film where it all just got too overwhelming. It was like mm. this is all too mind-blowing. There's too many possibilities happening. And I'm actually, I kind of get it. I know what's happening. 
and I'm ready to move on, but the film's not ready to move on. And yeah. so I'm just waiting now. <laughs> and that's that's right. Yeah. And it was still great. Like technically yeah. it was stupendous all, all through. But yeah. just like, I think it went for 220 or something. Yeah. I just think this it's is long. not quite a short film music clip. Mm. They could drag it longer than that, but I reckon it's at 90 minutes and just get in there, give us some thrills and then get out again. If they'd been able to achieve this in 90 to 100 minutes, what, they, what they've done here, I think it would be killer. But they could. Yeah, they, they could. They surely could. Yeah, there, was, there was definitely some fat in it. Yeah. The whole back and forth with the daughter, that's when I started to get tired, I mm. think. It's when Michelle Yeoh's character, the main character, it has this uh, estranged daughter. Mm. They have this relationship that's not really working well in her universe. And then in, in the multiverse somewhere out there, there's a version of her daughter that's so powerful <laughs> that she's basically the villain that, that Michelle will have to, will have to fight. Mm. And that happens and it plays out. But there's this long extended section where the daughter's trying to win the mother over and it just gets a little bit mm. messy. I think. A little bit dull and repetitive. And dull and repetitive because it's yeah. the same thing happening kind of over and over again in that section, isn't it? Yeah, and you can see the time and effort and yeah. brilliance really that they put into it. Yeah. Like you can't really fault it in execution. Right. But it just is is unnecessary sort of fluff in the middle. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm, with I'm that. glad I, I got I that out of the way. more than you have. Yeah. I mean, you've clearly forgiven it quite a bit too, but, you know, mm. I think I sort of in the end walked away saying this whole concept is so wonderful and refreshing that I'm going to forgive the saggy middle a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to throw a question at you and I'm going to yep. just, just sneak in some semi-reminds-me-ofs um, while I'm doing it. Is this a, oh, it was all a dream film? Is it a Is it The Wizard of Oz or something like that, or Donnie Darko, where none of this, you know, there aren't really multiple dimensions. There's just her doing her tax, having a nervous breakdown. Is is this that? It could be, but I, I, I didn't take it that way. Okay. I took it at face value. You? I think I thought it was a dream. Yeah. Uh, like it was just so. The whole way through or just at the end? As soon as it started getting silly. Hmm. Probably. You, I mean, you can see how it can play out that way and you can see yeah. how all the characters kind of extend into that you know mm. you know they they're all sort of based on their real world personas within within her like real world experience so you can see how yeah. that how it could be i just never really thought about it that way i was quite willing to go on the ride and just um take it at face value honestly i think what what convinced me that probably it was this is all a dream mm. was the fact that she is the one and only person because of her, because of how hopeless she is and everything. Right. She's the one to overcome the evil, and the evil happens to be her daughter. And the fact that, given everything's happening all at once, it doesn't even matter if she overcomes the evil, evil or not. So there's there's plot holes everywhere, and that just makes me think, this is just you know she's just having a nervous breakdown while doing her tax. Could be. Doesn't really matter, does I it? I love that they don't answer that or yeah. they don't They don't even try to sort of sway you one way or the other. They just let you take away from it what you want. Mm. Your okay. turn. Let's talk about Kung Fu. Do we have to? Yes. Okay. Amazing Kung Fu the whole way through. And it's going to bring me to my second reminds me of. <laughs> you look, looked like you're just about to do like I was a, about to do a move know, on you. Crouching Tiger or something. Exactly. Um, just revealing. Is that a move, Crouching Tiger? <laughs> Surely. I think it is. Have yes, to be. I think it is. Mm. 
um, it's not as good as the hidden dragon move. No, that's a that's a tricky one. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. Again, haven't seen it. Jeez. Oh, it's a beauty. I I saw this when it came out years and years ago. I think I was at uni yeah. and it blew my mind then. Haven't seen it since. And as I was watching this, the slapstick quality uh, of the yeah. Kung Fu mixed with anything could happen reminded me so strongly of Kung Fu Hustle. You get slapstick in other in other Kung Fu films and that's fine, but it's the sort of anything can happen element that was just so cool. And that's like a big, that's a really big part of Kung Fu Hustle. I'll tell you a little bit about it because you haven't seen it. Yes. Basically, uh, it's Stephen Chow, 2004. You've got this gang of uh, thugs in, in China and a little village full of kind of losers really at face value. <laughs> and the thugs decide to take on the village because of a wrong, you know, some sort of wrong it's, that's been done to them. It's not even a really important why, but there's this a giant gang full of thugs with axes go to take out this village. And in the village, all these losers turn out to be Kung Fu masters <laughs> and they're awesome in various ways. And, and, and they're hustling, the thugs. Oh, the thugs get their asses kicked. <laughs> and But like it just escalates and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier. Uh, and and like I just can't imagine that that wasn't a reference mm. for this film. And even you know just like Jamie Lee Curtis being this insane bull in a china shop style wrestler, um, who's just crazy, but sort of hard to defeat. You know, there's characters like that in Kung Fu Hustle as well. So <laughs> it's like yeah, like a like a computer game where you get all the different yeah. different enemies, and they all have different powers. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this felt like that, didn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. It was very episodic in its battles, Dif- different powers and different um, weaknesses. and Yep, and sort of unlocking new powers. <laughs> yes, you know, right. As you, as you sort of release your chi in a certain <laughs> way, like you get a new power and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And, and even, you know, all through the, the moments that I wasn't enjoying this, there were surprise and delight things. There were laugh, at, laugh out loud moments throughout, wasn't there? Yes, absolutely. Was Kung Fu Hustle similar? Was that a oh, was that so slapstick funny? Funny. I, I was rewatching it the yeah, other yeah. day, laughing out loud because it's just there's so many funny moments in it. It's you, really great. If a, if a movie can make you do that, you've got to forgive some things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Kung Fu's top notch. I'm in, I'm into it. What was your favorite moment? I know um, for me, when you said Jamie Lee, I think my mine was. <laughs> the romance, you know, in the universe where they just become lovers, you know, whether they've got hot dog <laughs> fingers or not. Yes. I thought that was corny okay. sometimes but quite profound as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, so, so you comment on that but also want to know your favourite. Did you did you like the um, 2001? Oh, I loved. <laughs> eight, eight men with hot dog with fingers. With hot dog fingers. Come on, that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, that had me. And I also loved that as they were <laughs> as they were sort of touching each other with their hot dog fingers, like mustard and tomato sauce was coming out of the end. Oh, look. <laughs> that, see, this is where this is where it gets a bit too much for me. That was I, great. That, that was too much. That was a little bit too rude. Yeah, yeah, a little too rude for Kim Logan. There were a few things that were too rude, where they had to <laughs> s- sit on um, 
Like butt the, plugs. Yeah. That was my favorite bit. I knew it was. You're that so was, that guy. I'm that guy. You know what? <laughs> the second I saw the butt plug, uh, I, I laughed because that was the award for being the best tax <laughs> officer or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like a butt plug award. I thought, great. Nice one. Clever. But then when it comes around and it turns out that the way that these two warriors are going to fight is that and, and unlock their powers is yeah. by sitting on the butt plug. I was like, this is genius on so many levels. Genius. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, was, I was struggling because it's, it's not my humor. It's just, it's just not. And yet I think I did laugh out loud despite that. It's when that guy's like one guy's um, sorting out the butt plug, right? Yeah. Trying to figure out how he's going to do it. And then while he's doing it, this guy <laughs> flies over his head. He's fully unlocked. With his legs it. up next to his ears and yeah, like yeah. lands full force on the butt plug. You're like, okay. Yeah, okay. It's not funny, but it's funny. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, then they had to blur it out the whole time they were yeah. fighting. I like the blur out. Oh, that, that. Anything anything like that reminds me of kind of Sean McAuliffe, you know, stuff that's self-consciously, yep. self-conscious about things. Yeah. That I love. Yeah. So blur. Good. Cool. So you know, I, I guess I guess what we're learning here is that you have a more sophisticated taste than I do, and uh, I'm just I'm all about the gutter humor. <laughs> I think I'm maybe I'm just a prude. Okay, maybe it's that. <laughs> <laughs> Did that evolve from my moment? Like, what was your? Moment, of course, the maestro. No, it did. The maestro didn't watch this, so he can't have a moment. No, but, but we will. Oh. We will get his moment. So, well, what was your this, moment? Is this no the butt plug fight? Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's of this that's film. That's the grand moment of this film. No, I could have freaking picked that. There's yeah. so many good moments, but that was the one where I. No, that's. I'm just sticking with it. I'm not even going to defend it. It's the butt plug fight scene. <laughs> okay. Well, you know they they always knew they'd have an audience for that. Followed closely by the 2001. Yeah, that was just, sausage fingers. That was just bloody beautiful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about we've talked about kung fu. We've talked about three minutes of every three minutes music video goodness. Mm. Um, the other thing I had as a, just a clear like you can't even like this is this is like smacking you in the head. This reference it's so yeah. obvious when we're getting into multi uh, verse stuff. Not even multiverse stuff, but just this idea that your reality is not the real reality, yeah, and that you are the one, the Matrix. Ah, interesting. You have to say the Matrix. For well, this we're film. going to be able to segue nicely into my next one, but continue. Great. Well, not only is it you are the one mm. uh, who sort of across all worlds is the one who can sort of make it all happen, right, and mm. save the universe. Um, but we're going to download powers into you <laughs> yeah. from all of the other so versions. True. That's the matrix, basically. You know, this idea of being able to upload skills into or download mm. skills into people. Um, and then, But in this case, it's downloading them from other versions of yourself. Which is kind of cooler, actually, than, cool. than the idea of just, you know, having some software mm. and plugging it in. And... Uh, there's the fighting, there's this idea of villains appearing and there's even, and sort of following her, there's even the whole office scene where it's like a phone, this happens to be a Bluetooth phone, it's sort of like you need to go into this room now and then her <laughs> husband keeps sort of appearing as, you know, giving her directions, yeah. which is the beginning of The Matrix. Last time we talked about the mood board and the wall. Yeah. This was on the Keanu wall. Keanu was on the wall. Keanu and like... All sorts of Matrix references were up were up there. Yeah, so they should be. I think the Matrix 
I'm not sure it grabbed me initially like it did the rest of humanity. Uh, the film? The film. Rewatch yeah. it. I rewatched it this week and it is a ripper. I had a great time watching it. Just it's still solid. Yeah. No, know? maybe I'm being being harsh. I will watch it. Um <laughs> the can I segue into the Please do, segue. Well, my segue is a good one because speaking of the Wachowski, the artist formerly known as the Wachowski brothers, mm. now the Wachowski sisters. Um have they both Transitioned? They've both transitioned. I knew one had. Really? Both. Is that not just statistically amazing? Like that, yeah. that is the, Im- yeah. the infinite improbability drive right there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I knew I knew of one for sure, but I didn't know both. There you go. Yeah, it's um uh, Lily and uh Lana. So you've written this down. So you've got the matrix on your list as well. No. No, oh. I didn't. I have a series that they created called Sense8. Hey. You seen that? Um, I saw a little bit of it, but not enough to know anything about it. So, so Sense Eight is this these eight people from all around the globe who have this weird connection with each other, and where they can actually know what each other are feeling, and just transport into each other somehow, so that they inherit the other's skills and and you know feelings. So. Someone in one world, maybe it's some real timid guy, I can't remember the characters, um, and he's up against some, you know, evil force and the the Kung Fu master in some other country will just realise he's having a problem, get into his head and he becomes all Kung Fu. Mm. Again, I'm getting that completely wrong but that's the sense of it. Yep. And that's exactly the same, I think, of... Just working out, you know, which version of yourself is gonna is right for the occasion, and, yeah. and downloading them in. Clear influences there. One thing I want to mention because mm-hmm. I've sort of reached the end of my reminds me of, even though there were other little things that we could probably talk about, is there was a moment where the father first appears. Yeah. So basically, um, Michelle Yeoh's father. I don't think I wrote down his name. Which well, is he's been in everything, cool. hasn't he? Yeah, he's kind of like the grandfather of cool old Chinese dudes <laughs> in yeah. films. But when I he, look, him and him and the guy from Arnold's on Happy Days, which guy's that? I think also Karate Kid. Oh yes, yes, of course, mm. yep. So this guy, whose name I am going to kill myself later for not remembering, he was in Big Trouble in Little China, mm. which was one of my favorite films when I was growing up, and to see him roll into this. And then get involved in, and not just be a frail old man, but actually be, you know, yeah. a badass. That was, was fun. so good. I loved it. That 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 was fun. Well, that was a good part about it, wasn't it? To see the different versions of people in different worlds when just slight things change. Yep. You know what that can mean. Yeah. Like if you if you dwell on that, it's quite it's it's quite a profound thought. Absolutely. Well, what else did you want to say about this? I'm going to go another reminds me of if you like, and I'm very surprised. That this wasn't one of yours. Okay. Hit me with it. I'm just going to say a director and then just talk about all the films. Okay. Um, I just think Christopher Nolan would have been very unhappy not to have made this film. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the Christopher Nolan version of this film? Well, yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it would have a it would have a plot. It would have more of a plot than this. True. Be- it would be a very ordinary plot that you can't follow, but it would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be just as mind-bending. Um, not as ha- funny. Not as funny. No. no, it'd be much more serious, and it would have it would be bigger in the set pieces. Yeah, it, it would. It, it would. It wouldn't be okay just to have awesome kung fu in an office. 
it would have to be more expansive than that. It'd be in, like in space and underwater and yeah. exactly, or everyone's going backwards. Yeah, or you know, there's a spaceship and a submarine, you know, involved <laughs> somehow. It would need tweaking for sure. Look, I preferred the um, the Memento days when right. it was back in half the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at his catalog, you've got the characters being lost in similar ways. Memento lost in memory. Yeah. Uh, Tenet lost in time. Inception lost in dreams. Interstellar kind of lost in space time. Yeah. And this one is lost in parallel universes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was his movie to make. Yeah. Uh, but he probably still can. He can probably make a very yeah. serious version of it perhaps sometime. I'll probably still go and see it. Yep. I'm not saying he's by definition boring. <laughs> yeah. Some of his stuff is good, but, you know, he hasn't got the humour that the, that Daniels brings to it. No, no. And none of that kind of gritty uh, 90s music video mm. vibes that we were talking about. That's true. Yeah. I think this is a good time to throw this to the maestro. Yes. And find out about, this is, to- you know, nothing to do with this film, but we missed out his moment. For Batman, the Batman, not the Daniels, the Batman. The ba- yes. Wow, confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing because uh, I'd normally just go the Daniels and Batman, but we're flipping it. We're flipping it. Maestro, what do you reckon? What well, is your moment? Maestro or the Maestro? Oh. Maestro. Oh. <laughs> okay, so the Batman. <laughs> First, what I didn't like. Oh, oh, oh what Jeez, you didn't it's like? It's a- this is an uh, anti-moment. An anti-moment. Uh, an anti-moment. Okay. okay. I, I love the movie. Okay, let's say say something. I really enjoyed the movie. I had a good time. But it looked like uh, a 007 with a mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> especially the romantic moment that's got some music, mm. violins, etc. felt like a bit 007, mm. uh, James Bond. Uh, Favorite scene, probably the chasing with mm. the penguin yeah. in the car. That is awesome. Fantastic. What is missing? Uh, I miss a sexy scene. Ooh. <laughs> so you, well, okay, I, I, I didn't expect that because when you said about the 007 stuff, I thought you were criticizing the sexy. No. And now you're saying that you actually want to be. I criticize the romantic. Oh, <laughs> this is the, the European movie, sort of take. The, the movie yeah. is so intense that you really need some sort of, uh, come on. Batman definitely needed some release. <laughs> yeah, the, but the, actually it's not so much the Batman, but for example, when they are in the disco, the club, all the people dancing, uh, oh. etc., there could be one of those moments where people go wild. You needed an orgy in there or something. Exactly. Something to sort of say this world has yeah. sex in it. Yeah, well, people have sex in this world. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's funny you say that because it, it was so um, eyes wide shut at yeah. mo- moments, wasn't yeah. it? With all the yeah. the powerful white that. people. Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think we did. Yeah. So it was it was all of that less the sexy. You're right. A lot of talk about sex as well. Yeah, in it. yeah, it was bubbling underneath, but, but there was no showing. Wasn't he repressed, poor poor little the Batman? Big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Zoe Kravitz mm. doesn't help because like I thought she. She brought it, yeah. Um, and he's just 
there in his skinny little suit trying to <laughs> trying to deal. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Maestro. Yeah, good good moment, Maestro. Yeah. Thank you. And did you realize that they've they've um released a deleted scene? Uh which um No. Can you give spoilers to a deleted scene? I think I might. Yeah, go for it. Um go for it. it basically involves the Batman coming into the prison and seeing having an interaction with the Joker. Earlier You're, in the film? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah within okay. within it would have been earlier, yeah. It's earlier and it is exactly uh representative or uh reminiscent of like the Hannibal mm. Hannibal Lecter stuff where really where Jodie Foster's going in asking the serial killer to sol- help sol- solve the crime. So Batman can't work out his crossword puzzles that the Riddler's providing to him. Can't work out the crossword puzzle, so he goes in and asks oh, wow. the Joker for help. Wow. And the Joker gives these sort of stupid answers that, you know, basically. Who plays yeah, Joker? Uh, it, it, he hits the nail on the head, but, you know, we all we all knew this already and the Batman just sort of is not the greatest detective in the world. He's just a bit of a, he's just a <laughs> very naughty boy. Which would have just made him lamer than he, than. Yeah. He already is a little bit lame, so he didn't need to be lamer. This, this makes him a little bit <laughs> no. lamer, yeah. Yeah. What What was that, Maestro? Who played the Joker? Oh, that was uh, Barry, Barry Keegan. Keegan. Yeah, Barry, Barry <laughs> Keegan. Yeah, which we we haven't worked out how to pronounce his name on no. several episodes no, yet. We're just going to go with that, <laughs> dude. Anything else you want to add? Back to everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a really hard title to remember, by the way. You wouldn't think it would be hard, would you? But it is. It is hard. Yeah. One thing I'll just add, actually. Mm. This is a three. This is this film has. In the title, three acts quite clearly defined. And mm. and the fact, I mean, you didn't have to be that way, but the fact that they start bringing up title cards and the first one is everything and yeah. then you get everywhere and then you get all at once, mm. you would kind of expect that that is a structure that it would follow. However, mm. the first section is really long. It's like we have a massive first act. And then the second section is very dense and confusing. And then the third one is very, very short. Um, mm. And so, yeah, that was probably one thing that I came away thinking about a little bit was like, you know, if we were going to restructure this a little bit or just try to make it feel more like it had yeah. pace and drive, you might stick to those those three acts a little more clearly and just try to keep them each one of them more focused that is just an absolutely beautiful comment. The first one goes for so long and I reckon it was when the second act started when I thought, Christ, the first act was that long and now clearly we've got three acts. Right. And what, they're all going to be that long? I think <laughs> yeah. I might have, that might have nudged me into. It might have worried you a bit. Might have worried. <laughs> yeah. That's a better word. It worried yeah. me. Yeah. And so I started getting a, a, a little little anxious. I had the same feeling because when that first everything appeared, mm. I was like, ooh, that's beautiful. Like that's nice because it happened right at a timely, you know, yeah, yeah. moment, right? Um, but then a moment later I was like, wait a second, that was a really long first act if that's what we're doing. And I started to worry about it a little bit, like what's going to happen next? And then and then when uh, everywhere finally appears, you're like, wow, where are we? Where are we in all of this? It made, it, it made no sense yeah. is the thing. And I, I think I was worried even at the first one when they said everything. I agreed it was it was great. Mm. Um, and I thought, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to tie 
these three things in thematically into yeah. the into the three scenes. Cool idea. Three acts. Yeah. Um, but I was also worried about, well, how would I do that? Like these words are very much the same. <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. how, how am I going to bring thematic consistency to you know within each one? Mm. Um, and they didn't really. It was just a no. You know, um, no, it wasn't arbitrary kind of pauses. Correct. It wasn't really delivered in the way that mm. it could have been. Well, uh, I've just realised I had other. Reminds me of. Oh I well, please. So See, I, I limited to... myself to three this time because no. I just wanted to be concise. I just look. Let me just. I'll, I'll just quickly <laughs> go for it. I'll just quickly say them that um, I'm thinking of ending things. Charlie Kaufman. Oh, you're in that house. Remember that we reviewed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in that house, and everything's shifting in yep. front of your eyes. Um, the characters are one second old, one second young. Almost exactly what happens here. Like she's moving in and out of personalities and yeah. and times. And the other one was Swiss Army Knife, which we mentioned at the top, which was their last one that was... Yeah, Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I actually wrote Knife. Jeez, I'm an idiot. You know, we uh, made a terrible mistake in our last episode as well. What? We Well, I feel bad about it because um, it just isn't right. Uh, we, we, we talked about Let Me In. Yeah, and it's Don't Let Me In. And then we said Don't Let Me In was the original. It's Let the Right One In is the original. Uh, and uh, got through the edit, put it up on YouTube and then realized it. And I was like, damn, that's not the right title at all. Did you put that's, one of those little things underneath to say it to text? a mere culpa? Yeah. I had already. No, I just I just put a comment up there. But, you know, it's bound to happen. Um, so, yeah, Swiss Army Knife. It's easy, easy to do. You haven't seen Swiss Army Man, have you? I haven't, no. Talk about just a, an idea, like a music video concept yep. that is strung out. Yeah. The, the the concept is that this guy is stranded on an island and this dead body washes up. Yeah. And then he uses this dead body in several ways to like a, like a Swiss Army knife <laughs> um, with all crude humour that you'd freaking love. Great. Um, Can't wait to see it. I love the concept and I just kind of got sick of it. Was that the last of your references? Look, I think if I say another one, I might just stuff it up even more. So, Well, I have it. a last thing that I want to say. Since we basically went and told people about this podcast, because mm. for a long time, remember, we just were doing it yes. in secrecy. Well, since we did, one of my mates that I went to primary school with <laughs> back yes. in Perth has discovered it and he's doing something cool at the same time as this. And for the last like three or so episodes, he's been listening in and occasionally in his uh, blog that he writes, commenting, uh, sometimes pulling us up on things and then other times just saying, yep, good job. And he always does at the end of his his, uh, article. So I thought at the end of our episode, I would (laughs) mention this and see if he picks it up. I'm sure he will because he probably listens through. Anyway, uh, his blog is called The Author is Dumb. It's on, uh, it's on Substack. It's worth checking out. He's doing a couple really cool things in there. One of them is that he's a writer. He's been writing for a lot of years. And he's, he's just blogging about things that are helpful to writers to, to know about. Mm. Um, character development, 
first drafts, things that you might want to try or think about while you're writing, things you might want to avoid, and his opinion on all sorts of stuff. He's an intelligent dude, so you know some of them are just intelligent rambles about things, and others are quite to the point about you know writing stuff, and it's all entertaining. I've been enjoying reading them. The other thing he's doing with this is he's writing a novel and he's releasing mm-hmm. the novel chapter by chapter. And I think I said this is the one that I'm jealous about because mm. I had this idea but as I mentioned it before and as the maestro said, well, you haven't done it, he has. <laughs> so, right. so props to you, the author is dumb. Well, it's funny because we started this episode with me saying I was jealous of Daniel's yeah. and making this and their whole path to this mm. film. Uh, you can be jealous of this approach and just doing it is the thing, isn't it? That's the magic source. I think he's on to something. Like, um, I, I think I mentioned a couple of times that the turn of the screw and Charles Dickens' Great Expectations, some of these novels and novellas were, were released in that way in serialised form. So it's a thing that you know, goes back ages and I think with all the, the Netflix culture and that these days, the serialised form is, is back, baby. Back. And he's right back. on the money to do it with 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 writing. So I, I um, I've I've read the the blog. I I like it, mm. uh, but I want to get onto the the novel. Yeah, and you you've done the same thing as me. Is I have just sort of gone. I need a I need a to bank some of the novel before I read it. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are reading mm. it chapter by chapter. Um, I'm I'm banking, but it's time to start. No, it, I think you should do it in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like but that's that. just me. I just haven't been, but I will. I'll catch yeah. up. Uh, guys, I think there is a message here on a computer that we are running out of disk space. Right. Well, we should definitely <laughs> stop recording Just then. at the right time. <laughs> Good stuff. We couldn't have found a better way to end this show yep. than, than running out of disk space. Beautiful. So um, check out The Author is Dumb. Awesome. We'll have him on this podcast at some point, I'm sure. That'd be cool. Which would be great. He's in That'll Perth though, yeah? So he's, he's got to Perth. come over here. Yeah. Or Zoom it. But Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Are we going? All right. See you, Did it just stop? No, no, no it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, Doc. Bye. Da, 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 da.